You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyball.com, and I am joined by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Nick, we were so close. We were so close to winning back-to-back games. Mike Conley really wanted to give it to them. Yeah, he did. But Mike Conley's also really good. So I often think back. Remember it was last summer? It was last summer, right? I get my summers mixed up. When, when Conley was a free agent. And we're like, oh, are we going to get a meeting with Conley? Yep. And all of that stuff. But I like Conley. He's one of my like favorite like non-Mavs like point guards in the league. Yeah, that's what Always. I said. I said yesterday. I said, remember when everybody thought that the Mavericks were going to get Mike Conley? <laughs> and Nick Batum. <laughs> and, or, and Or Whiteside. Like all these guys. <laughs> that last summer, that was hilarious. So the Dallas Mavericks, if you have not heard, fell to the – mighty memphis grizzlies in a valiant effort i mean this was i was very impressed in this game the mavericks they the mavericks won the second half by uh 13 points yeah yeah no 14 points they won the second half by uh so they were getting killed the first looked like a blowout i'm gonna call out one of our writers uh jordan brodis Pretty sure he listens to the pod, but I wanted to call him out because he wrote the recap for the game before it was done. Like at halftime when it was a blowout, he was like, it's done. It's going to be a blowout. And then the Mavericks just came storming back in that third quarter. And so he had, no, to, go no, no, you he had to go back and rewrite it. It was funny. Nah. <laughs> made me laugh. But I probably would have done the same thing, to be honest. But, yeah, I just thought that was really funny. Old, old recaps, covering <laughs> games. It, you get you kind of you get a head start, you know. You can you can get you can get an intro. You can get a lot of like just the tedious stuff done during the first half or something. But you don't you don't write the majority of your article until the second half. The story has not been written yet. That's very true. Very true. So the story of this game, hopefully, is not going to be the Dennis Smith Jr. missed shot at the end. Let's just start with that. So the Mavericks have a have a chance, and when we say that Conley tried to give it, you know, tried to give the Mavericks the game, there was a chance for him for the Mavericks to do that. With uh, it was eighty eight to ninety three, and Harrison Barnes hit out of timeout, gets this you know miraculous pass basically from Dennis. It was like this underhand, you know, you know from the right wing all the way to the right corner, and James Ennis decided to go at Dennis Smith Jr. instead of, you know, sticking with this man, which was Harrison Barnes. So he went at, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. And he tried to get the steal, and then Harrison was open in the corner. Dennis somehow got it to him. Harrison threw up the shot, hit the three. It was 91-93. And then J.J. Barea intentionally fouled Mike Conley, which is exactly what you're supposed to do. Intentionally fouled him. Conley goes to the line. They're, the Mavericks are down by two at this point. Mike Conley gets two free throws. So if he hits this, and there's less than – you know, 30 seconds left. They're less than 25 seconds. I think there's 16 seconds left at this point when he's on the free throw line. Conley goes up and he missed both. He missed one of the free throws. And it was just like, oh man, <laughs> the Mavericks have a shot. So now they're down. Now they're down three. It's 94, 91. And uh, Dennis Jr. gets the ball. There's 16 seconds left. 
He dribbles the ball around. Gasol somehow gets switched onto him, and he has Mark Gasol guarding him. And this is really frustrating me about Dennis Smith Jr. is that, and he's just a rookie, you know. So we're, you know, there's still this learning curve. This is something definitely that he'll get through. Is that he gets these big switched on him a lot, and then he settles for these jumpers. Now they needed to get a three in this situation, so I understand it. But in that situation, and you know. Mark Cuban called him the fastest guy in the NBA. So he might not be that, but there's definitely some quickness there. You know, like he's not, he might not be the fastest, but he is a super quick, fast player that can get around guys. Go around Gasol, get into the paint, find your open shooters. You have JJ, you have Dirk, you have Harrison, you have Wes Matthews out there. You literally have all the options sitting in front of you. And instead he decides to force a three. Uh, he He shook Gasol from him decided to take the three himself and who knows what was what was drawn up in the you know in the uh the timeout before when they you know they drew up two plays uh they got the one which is the harrison barnes three and then the second one i don't know maybe it was an iso play for dennis to give him that chance uh i don't know that that could be what it is but just a, a bad decision on his part and definitely a learning a learning point for him yeah for sure i mean I've seen some people on Twitter already saying, hey, you should have just drove to the basket and went for the two. Now, that's easier said than done. I don't know if I'm about that at that point with that much time left. I mean, there wasn't a ton of time left. So, um, I mean, yeah, it was just – Yeah, not go for the two for me. It was go drive into the lane, see if you can get somebody to bite on it, and then dish it out. So yeah, but that's the thing with kick. Memphis. You're probably, you probably – you want that though. So, like, that's – like, that – I don't. I didn't care about him driving because Memphis is going to give him the layup. They want him to shoot the layup because then, you know, obviously they're up by three, so they don't have to do with that. It's not like they have these like stout defensive players out there, though. You already have James Ennis that's made a whole bunch of mistakes in that game. They, I think they had Dylan Brooks out there at that point. That's another rookie yeah. who could make a mistake. You know, you got you got some guys out there that you could at least you try to catch them off guard, and if not, you still have a bunch of time left. Like there was still, I don't know, what was there ten seconds left when he took that shot or something like that. Yeah, See, well, he, he at the, least had time. The shot clock was off. Yeah, there was a couple different things when you're going through it a while ago. Conley made both the free throws there at the end. Um, there was so much back and forth right then, but Conley had got fouled. He missed them previously, but then they came down. Then Harrison hit the shot, and then Conley came down and hit both free throws. And Dallas didn't have any more timeouts left. They took the ball out, brought it up court, so they didn't have a timeout to you know draw up some play. They but were still only down three at that point, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down three okay, when so I just you know, had that wrong. But. Yeah, when they came down the court, and um, but my problem wasn't driving just. Well, I really don't have a huge problem with how the game ended because he's 19. Like you can't. I mean, this is like his what fifth game in the league. Like you, I don't. I'm. I'm not sitting there saying, "Oh, the rook sucks." Like what a stupid decision. Like okay, it's just part of it. But I wanted more handoffs. Like in a situation like that, handoff at the top, handoff at the top. Like if you're gonna go through the three, like West coming up. But you know, I'll take up for him a little bit too. There wasn't a ton of movement either. Like yeah. it's not like you know they were like it's not like Dirk was going to set a pick and JJ was coming off and somebody was open or West was cutting any basket. Like everybody was kind of standing around. So I will take up for him a little bit for that because they did get a little um, Dennis syndrome to where they were looking at Dennis and you know waiting for him to kind of create a play <laughs> himself. And uh, it wasn't until like the very last few seconds before he he stepped over and uh, launched it that JJ came running around and Dirk was like. So it was just a botched end of the gameplay, and I'm not. I mean, 
I'm not. It sucks because they had such a crazy comeback. Yeah. And you give them that for fighting and stuff, and but hey, it is nothing that he can do except learn from that. And you know he's going to like that's everybody's like oh it's just a learning experience. It really is. I mean, yeah. so. And I think that 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 reaction. And that's that's mostly what I've seen too, and just on Twitter and stuff, and talking to you now. But is that you know this is a learning curve for him, and totally that's exactly what it should be. And it's good that we have you know the expectations calibrated because I feel like this could go completely the opposite way where people are upset because you know oh he should have made a better decision, you know because he has made all the right decisions up until this point. <laughs> it feels like you know that's not the case, but it sort of feels that way because you know we've been very complimentary of him that you know the rest of the media has been very complimentary of of dennis smith jr and just the decisions he's made the word choices he makes you know like all of that stuff and so i'm glad that you know this this bad decision hasn't completely you know turned everybody off from from the mavericks it's disappointing but you know look at the rest of the game there's tons of opportunities other places to you know to, to win this game and came down to that and memphis has Two players that are better than anybody on the Mavericks. So in in crunch time, uh, they you know that that's what should happen. You know, is the two player the two players that are better than anybody else on the court should win out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Mark Gasol. I mean, I uh, mean, we're, I was talking about uh, Conley and Parsons. Was Parsons not on the floor at the end there? Uh, I mean, that's the reason they won tonight is because <laughs> Parsons played. <laughs> I kind of like that Parsons that Parsons at the four lineup with their bench unit. Hey, well, like. If Parsons was fully healthy and you know before all of his knees, like he would be the perfect stretch four in today's game, like playmaking four. Oh, yeah. But I mean, he's just kind of like broke now. But um, how many minutes he played tonight? Like 10, 15, 16. Played sixteen minutes tonight. Three points, sixteen mm-hmm. minutes. Him and Powell uh, had almost the same stat line except for Nick. We Powell. can't talk about him. Move Powell on. Had, Powell had eight more three, eight more uh, rebounds. That's just what I want to say. That's the only thing. <laughs> Um, do you remember where we had Mark Gasol on the podcast? In our, in our, in our, <laughs> I mean, he was a guest like just a few weeks ago, but <laughs> where a ranking, like where we ranked him as centers in the league. Let me I, pull I, it I was, up real quick, but I, I had him higher than you. I remember my gosh, man. Like that dude is so good. I mean, I, I remember, I remember we talked about it. I remember it was like, it was just like four or five years ago. I was like saying he's the best center in the league. Because yeah, that was when he – how long ago was it when he won Defensive Player of the Year? Like, people forget that, that he won Defensive yeah. Player of the Year. Like, that's wild. But uh, I, I wouldn't say he's the best center in the league right now. But, he, I mean, he has to be right there, though. Like, I mean, what what centers in the game give you all of that? You know, defensively, offensive game, but you have it up? Yeah, I stand corrected. We had him at the exact same spot. We had him at four behind uh, – I had him behind – Cousins and Bede and Towns, and you had him behind Towns, Cousins, and Jokic. Okay. So, consensus top four center in the league. Yeah. We can probably you know, between safely us, say that. at least. <laughs> yeah, between us. Mike Conley, I think I had him a little higher than you. I think I had him at six or seven. Um, But pretty much, I mean, you're playing a no, team that. You, no, I had him. No, you had him at seven. You're right. And I had him at nine. Okay. Okay. Ahead of Lowry, who has not looked great at all. I, I that that one will probably switch by the end of the year. I haven't got to watch uh, much Raptors ball lately. You um, are you are not the North, Isaac. That is for sure. <laughs> not the North. If anybody is not the North, it is you. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I mean, it's basically you're paying, you're playing two guys that are in the top probably eight or nine in the, at their position in the league. Yeah. Uh, when realistically Dallas doesn't really have anybody. I mean, that's in the top 10 at their positions. And I mean, I guess Harrison Barnes, maybe like nine or 10. I forgot where we had him, but those wings get all weird of what you classify them as. But anyway, Conley and Gasol. So you're big, you're changing your Dirk. You're changing your Dirk ranking. Is that what's happening? What I have did I what I have Dirk at? Like eight. No, I had him at nine. Okay, still, still top ten. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I still stand by that. I mean, you had him I right think, ahead of Ben Simmons. Yeah, well, that's if you count Ben Simmons as a power forward. Yeah, I mean, that's true. He's not. Um, Who would have moved him? I mean, I I still feel pretty confident about. Dirk and the Jermichael Green bet, though. Well, yeah, but he, <laughs> Jermichael Green's gonna is Jermichael Green gonna come back? I don't know, but Dirk's rebounding <laughs> is is gonna be hovering up there, though. I mean, he had seven tonight. So, um, I was gonna say, nah, Nerlens didn't look the best. Safe to say, I he mean, he didn't. I had somebody tweet me, and they were like outraged that Nerlens wasn't playing. Uh, he says he's like four minutes for Nerlens. This was like deep into the second quarter. He's like, "What is this? Four minutes for Nerlens?" And it's just become this re- reaction that we just go straight to Nerlens's. And I, I don't blame this guy. He, you know, he wasn't watching the game at this point. He was just kind of box score watching from. He was doing something else. But uh, you know, we go we go straight to Nerlens's his minutes in the box score. And we go, "Oh my gosh, how was that?" You know, like. It's, I think it's something that a lot of people do, not just this guy that I'm talking about. So he, that happens, and I'm like, yeah, but he had three fouls. He had three fouls in four minutes. I mean, playing Marcus All is tough, man. It's it, tough, it's but he tough. also makes stupid decisions sometimes yeah. too. I mean, yeah. it's I mean, he looks like a rookie sometimes with with the fouls, and we want him in there. I, you don't. I mean, I felt like we just said this like you know, yesterday, which we did, but um, he's yeah. just gonna and have I, time to. I think the day before that. I think we've just said hey, <laughs> we could maybe, have. Hey, maybe the day before that too. I think we've said it every day. <laughs> he's just gonna need time. He's just like Dennis. Like he he's gonna need time in a consistent role to get used to. Um he's just he's just not very smart with the fouls and the the gambles and the reaching in. He has quick hands, but sometimes it's just not worth it and you gotta know uh, when to try and when to not. And we saw that tonight. He I can't be on the floor if he's fou- if he's getting a foul every minute. So <laughs> yeah, that is not a recipe for any kind of success. I think he's the second youngest player on the team still because I think Clavel is older because he went to four years of school, and Maxie's obviously older, uh, and then Dennis obviously is the youngest. But yeah, I think he's still. I think he's the second youngest player on the team still. So when we're looking at the future, you know, and, and if if Nerlens is part of that, which you know neither of us think that at this point, but if Nerlens is part of that, then yeah, he's you know gonna still need some time, and he's a guy that we're gonna have to have patience with as well. But uh, one Nerlens play I want to point out, gosh, Marcus All just ate his lunch money. Nerlens <laughs> was behind him, and Gasol was posting up, and then he turned around and faced up on him, and Nerlens was down, like, really low in his defensive stance and had his arm against Gasol to try, you know, like, as if he was going to back him down. And Gasol just looked at him, was like, okay, sure. And Gasol just threw a floater right over the top of Nerlens, and Nerlens didn't even have time to react, and it just went in. It was like such a Marc Gasol. That's such a Pow and Marc Gasol move. Dude, he's so he's so crafty and nifty. It was it was a span of like two minutes that he took Nerlens and Dwight Powell off the dribble. 
It's like, how how does this man do yeah. this? Like, <laughs> I remember that was in the first half too. I remember that because I was like, gosh, like Marcus All is I don't know three hundred pounds, and he's taking both of these big men off the dribble and just right into the lane, and yep. not from not from like the elbow or from you know five feet out. Those were like from the the three point line. He took it oh, yeah. all the way into the paint. I mean, that guy. Gosh. All right, we're, I'm done talking about Marcus All. <laughs> Can we, let me ask you this question. Uh, what was the total rebounds tonight? 53 to 46. 46. So actually won the rebounding battle. Well, that's because the, the the Grizzlies have the same sort of problem that the Mavericks do. They just have – like they have a couple centers that they play, and then the rest of their guys are like – you know, their, their other biggest, Drell Martin, which eh, – he had nine rebounds tonight, which is good. But then the rest of their guys, you know, off the bench, you're playing Parsons at the four, so that doesn't give you anything. You have Brandon Wright, who only got about 12 minutes off the bench. He had four rebounds. So the, the three guys that you want to rebound, rebounded. And then the rest of your guys, you're, like, not expecting much from them. Yeah, I mean, and that's – like, I, I was going to ask you, what do you think do we need, we need the most right now, scoring or rebounding? Can I say talent instead? Because <laughs> sometimes, man – I look out there and I'm like, dang, we can't even score. Like, yeah, the, <laughs> like, the first couple of games I said that because I'm looking at these lineups and and I'm I'm saying, you know, Carlisle built these lineups so that they could score and that they would struggle on defense. Like that was the idea was that you know these these lineups would definitely score, and they just they just sometimes are not, man. Like 14 points in a quarter, yeah, <laughs> it's just terrible. And so, it's just like you you look at it and you know Dirk. Is you know he can you know do whatever he is, but you know Nerlens can't create. He's not like a Mark Gasol, or he's not even close to a Mark Gasol. And then Wes, you know Wes, is, you know he's not a take you off the dribble, heat check. Hey, let's do you know let's put up thirty. Don't tell him that. <laughs> he thinks so. He only had one um, more turnover tonight, so. Okay, that ain't, that ain't bad. And he was four of eight from three, so I'm, I'm okay with that. He he played within himself for the most part tonight. Yeah, you know, oh no, no, nothing gets Wes. Like he's he's playing really good ball of the past like three games, but it's just sometimes we look so stagnant out there, and it's just like, man, what we need somebody that you can just throw the ball to and say, go get us a bucket, and that's why like JJ, even though he was a minus tonight and he only had nine points, sometimes yeah, I tweeted this out at the end, towards the end of the game because I watched JJ. He, he he went to the bench whenever they took him out. After the big run, is in the fourth quarter. It was like, I don't know, like five or six minutes ago. Whenever they put Dennis back in for that final stretch, it was like four minutes ago, I think. And they took JJ out. And he just went over. Everybody else is standing up. He just went and sat on the bench and put the towel over his head. And he just like leaned back. You could tell he was just pissed. And it was just like, because he'd been balling out. Like he'd helped, yeah. you know, get this game going. And they took him out. And I understand going back to Dennis, but I'm not, I'm not saying keep Dennis on the bench and leave JJ in, but. I don't know, try to play them together or something. It's, and I tweeted out, I was like, hey, I said, whisper, you know, they should have left JJ in. And people were already tweeting at me saying, oh, you got to let the kid learn. Another guy tweeted at me, said, you know, you got to see the fort. You can't, you know, you got to see the forest, you know, for the trees and like all this stuff. And I'm just like, okay, well, <laughs> it's a matter of a, what. That you, saying makes no sense to me. Anyway, continue. <laughs> it's like, you got to, well, he's just like, you got to look at the long-term picture instead of like just the short term. And it's like, well, you might have two different goals than why I'm going. I, I want to win the game. Like some of you out there are just rooting for a loss for this tank season, and you do you, okay? Like I don't give a crap about about if you want to think about that. 
But I'm rooting for a win, okay? And I want to be pumped up if we win a game. And that's what and I, I felt at the time J.J. Barea was going to help us win the ball game more. So, yeah, but if you want to root for a loss, then, heck, wear your Jeff Withy jersey to the games and <laughs> shout for him. It's a paradox. This This whole season is a paradox because – at certain points, you're trying to lose, right? Like, you know, you're you're doing things that are not the best for winning. Because I think starting JJ is the best for winning right now. Could you imagine, you know, Dennis coming off the bench? That'd be great. You know, he'd come off the bench, he'd be able to, you know, handle in the second unit, and he'd be able to just, you know, take over at those points. Whereas like Darren Fox. Whereas the – yeah. <laughs> and uh, – Whereas in that first unit, you need the ball movement. You need, you know, to set guys up that, you know, that's a deadly lineup when you're able to do that with Wes out there as well as Dirk. You know, those are two guys that are pretty, at this point in their careers, pretty reliant on catch and shoot shots uh, that need to be created for them. But yeah, so you make decisions like putting Dennis in at the end there. And even though that's not the best basketball decision, that's the best decision for your team. For the forest, I guess, if you want to go back to that analogy. It's the best decision for the forest <laughs> if, uh, you know, to put Dennis back in there, even though it might not be the best basketball decision in the moment. Can we give a shout-out to some random big minutes? <laughs> yeah, Salah. Maxi and, and Salah. Like, Maxi got early time. Yeah, he did. It's like, dang, is that Maxi on the floor? Because I'm pretty sure, you know, Nerland's got his quick fouls, and Dwight got two fouls too, right? I think, I think he did. Yeah, and then like that. yeah. that's when they brought in Maxi or they brought in Salah. And I'm all about Salah, man. Like he comes in, and gives the energy. He's going to work his butt off, and I wish there was a, a more solid role for him uh, somewhere coming off the bench. He can be a contributor, man. Salah's the guy that. If something happens where he's not going to be on the team, he gets involved in like some trade or something. He's gonna he could be on like some playoff team and log fifteen to twenty minutes a game and have some massive blocks and help win a team win a playoff game or something. Yeah. Oh, completely. Uh, even though he was a minus seventeen tonight, <laughs> I mean, that's huge. That just happened to be that time when the Grizzlies went on that huge run. Yeah. Um, but you know, Mavs were sucking wind at that point. The whole team was. I think. I don't know. We are the biggest apologists for this guy in the world, but Harrison Barnes, I think. Don't do it. Harrison Barnes, like, he wants to be a playmaker. You know, I wrote that huge piece about Harrison Barnes wanting to be a playmaker, wanting to average three assists, and you know, he only got one tonight. But the ISO, man, just the, the ISO buckets from Harrison Barnes, when they work, they work. However, when they work, the rest of the guys, like you said, are standing around. And then at the end of the game, that final play, you got everybody standing around because they're just used to these ISO shots. Now, they're NBA players. They should be able to, you know, compartmentalize possessions and be able to, you know, do different things when the different possession calls for it. But Harrison Barnes, that those last couple of minutes there, man, it, it was like literally there's two minutes left in the game. The, the Mavericks called a timeout. Out of timeout, Harrison Barnes forces this shot, you know, in the – in the uh, around the, the free throw line, then the next possession, he forces one on the right side. Then the next possession, he forces another shot, like three possessions in a row in crunch time with two minutes left. Harrison Barnes is forcing three shots in a row and missed all three of them. You know, if they had gotten some, some movement on those, they would have gotten at least one bucket out of that. This could be a totally different game, totally a different outcome. But how do we know that that's HB's decision though? 
to have three like, possessions in a row where he's isoing like and how, just how, forcing a shot early in the shot clock. But how do we not know that Rick's saying, hey, give the ball to Harrison and he's going to get us a basket? I mean, we saw him all training camp, media day saying, hey, this is Harrison's our go-to guy. This is what he was last year. He put up nearly 20 points a game, close game. He's the guy we, we're not going to put it in the Rook's hands and say, hey, go get us a basket. And well, I don't know if he was told to do that either. <laughs> that doesn't really seem like a thing Carlisle would say, but I, I just don't understand three times in a row, you know, and you're getting, and it's not like he was open either. It's not like he had, you know, he shook a guy and it was often then they were contested forced shots. I'm okay with it. All right. <laughs> I think there's all, I think, I think not just the end, not just in crunch time, but there's also times throughout the game where he's, you know, doing his ISO thing and getting buckets, but it's just not helping the, you know, for the betterment of the team. Yeah. I mean, well, I just, I mean, why I say I'm okay with this is because sometimes it is going to fall. And for us to, and he you know, shot when 45%, it does. It wasn't like he shot terribly. He wasn't just chucking all the time. But I think that there's this next level thing where you not only do you have to get buckets, you also have to do other things for your team too. And that was the whole point of the offseason, talking about he can't pass. He had, ele- he had 11 boards, though. He's affecting the game in other ways. I'm saying when when you're talking about how the offense was just so stagnant, I think that he is a guy – that we're calling to you know to a higher level on offense, and that's the next thing he needs to do. And I just didn't see him do it. Oh hey, and I'm all about that. Um, I'm all about the hey, if you're gonna throw somebody the ball and then just say go to work. But I I I just think, and I'm not saying Harrison is completely with no blame. I just think Rick's a little bit to blame for that also of saying because I think he does draw up sometimes and say get the ball to Harrison, let him go to work because that's that's his role now on this team is to be our he's going to be our leading scorer this year. He was last year, he will be this year, and sometimes you have to live with the fact that he misses late shots and because you know. If you look at it in hind, you know hindsight now, or look at it a different way, if you know, let's say Wes Matthews shoots those shots and misses, and we're sitting here with the loss, saying, "Okay, well, our twenty-point score from last year didn't even get a shot in the last like minute or two. Like, why are we not giving him the ball and say go to work?" And now we're you know looking at it and saying he missed three shots. He's a ball hog. He should have stopped pounding the ball and blah 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 blah. I just think there's two blame. I think. I think Rick is a little bit to blame for that also, though. Oh, sure. Yeah, I just think that there's, you know, and that's just not the brand of basketball that I enjoy or think that is, you know, is effective now in the league. I think that there are times for ISO. Uh, you know, you have, you know, shot clock situation. You have a you know, really late in the clock situation where you're, you know, you need a guy to just go get you a bucket or, you, you, you know, you're down by one and you need a guy to just go out there and get you a bucket. Like, go do it right now. Yeah, go for it. But – because some of the shots, like one of those shots at the end, he it was like his elbow shot. Like that's his shot. You know, he he like took he started dribbling stuff, pulled up out the elbow, and that that was a shot there. And I'm just like, okay, I'm I'm okay with him taking that. Now if he's like on the baseline taking one foot fadeaways and it's like hitting the side of the backboard, and it, like it was just you know like this is just stupid. But I mean, a couple of shots there was it like the mid range shot. Like that's what he does, and he just missed it. And yeah. Not the worst thing in the world. I just think they could have done something different in that case, and I think it could have produced a different outcome. But like you said, you know that was one of those is his shot. 
And if that goes in, we're talking about this completely different. <laughs> you know, we're, we're doing the Monday morning quarterback thing where we're saying, oh, that's Harrison Barnes, you know, good that they gave him ISO possessions. And, you know, <laughs> like you said, you know, we wanted our, our guy to have shots in the last, you know, we could be saying something completely different. So, And hats off to him, too, because he did miss those three shots. And then he hit the most important shot of the game for the Mavericks at the end, that three right in the dude's face. Yeah. Oh, and, man. you know, if we would have hit the three to tie it, we wouldn't have went in overtime. But without that Barnes three, I mean, we wouldn't have even had a chance at the end. So hats off to him for still taking that, knowing that you've missed the past three in crunch time, basically. Yeah. And he still had the confidence to launch it, and, you know, he made it. So. Yeah, and that's the weird position that these star players get put in. And, you know, Harrison Barnes not necessarily a star player, but relative to the Mavericks, he is. Um, that he – you know, you get these these late possessions, and you have to make decisions. And sometimes I think you have to you have to go into a possession thinking that there's a different outcome besides I'm just going to ISO and, and you know get this possession. That there may be some other options in that case. Um, but you also have to compartmentalize and know that when you got to throw it up, you got to throw it up and just be as confident as ever. You know, shooter shoot their shot, and you know it'll go. Yeah, in. and wa- and watch the other players too. And it's just like the dentist thing what we were talking about at the end of the game while ago. When if the offense comes down and they throw it to Barnes at the top of the key and then they four corner it and, and then nobody's moving and then Barnes takes this like pound the ball on the floor contested shot and we say HB what the heck you doing but the other four teammates are just sitting there in the corner you're watching him and waiting him to go to work it's <clears throat> it's an all around blame really kind of oh yeah team lost down the stretch but the team also came all the way back I mean it was great to see that let's you know. Too many negative. We've talked about too many negatives. The positives is that this team did not give up. They were down 22, and this team did not give up. They came back. They were, you know, fighting for it. They were fighting for every possession. They were getting the boards. I mean, they won the category of, you know, of uh, of rebounds, and that's huge. They had 18 offensive rebounds. That's twice as many as the Grizzlies had. That's huge. It was there's a stretch. It was like in the third or fourth quarter where the Mavericks were just getting every offensive rebound. And the Grizzlies couldn't get anything. It felt like. That's insane. I mean, it's kind of crazy that we won the rebounding battle and we still lost because normally that's what we're looking at after the game, saying, "Dang, we really lost this rebounding battle." Well, then but, there's that the the other factor that you know we didn't mention yet is that the free throws uh, they totally flipped from from last game to this game and the two games that you know we played Memphis Grizzlies had 30 free throws and hit 26 of them. Uh, and you know, two of those misses were in one, you know, trip to the line from Conley. So the rest of the team was just, you know, hitting these free throws and the Mavericks only had, you know, only made 17. They made 17 out of their 22. So everybody was hitting free throws tonight, but Mavericks didn't get as many, you know, they got 10 less free throw attempts. Uh, and that's, that's kind of the difference in these close games. I have a, I have a stat that I, I would like for someone to figure this out. I don't know how you'd even figure this out whether it's on one of your stat websites or whatever it is. Has there been... Isaac did the equivalent of like an elementary school being like, I don't know if this is possible, but if you can figure it out on your calculator, like just you know, calling <laughs> out some nerd in class, that's what, has you, there, that's what you just did to me. Has there been a team in the league this year so far that has played five players over 6'11 in a game? At the same more, time? more than 10 minutes no like oh. just the fact that we played Dirk Nerlens, Dwight Powell Maxi, and Salah all double digit minutes and they're all like 6'11 and above 
Yeah, you can figure that out. Basketball reference, game finder. I'll go ahead and I'll look that up and I'll tweet like, it out afterwards. Is there a team that has played five, like, double-digit minutes? I want to say double-digit minutes because I'm not talking about, like, garbage time when the people just empty their benches. Like, actual minutes in a game, five of them. Well, now you're just making it more difficult on me, so. <laughs> it is yeah, crazy. You, that is you have crazy, some wowsy or wowser or whatever you can go to that thing. Wowser. No, NBA wowie is what you're talking about. <laughs> Bowser and Mario. Luigi. <laughs> It's me, Luigi. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else of this game. We got Philly next in a couple days. I'm excited for that one. We'll see how how that one goes. It was good to see Dirk t- play tonight on that second to back to back. And you know he shot five for thirteen, played twenty eight minutes tonight. What is what's Dirk's minute average right now? Ooh, we looking that up. I know I'm winning the battle right now so far. Because I checked it a few days ago, and I think it was at like 25.2 or something like that. <laughs> so you just barely. <laughs> uh, Nick and I, as a reminder, Nick and I have a board bet on uh, Dirk's minutes this year. I say over 25. Nick says under. And right now. Also, we, we had a bet that the Mavericks were, we both thought the Mavericks were going to get four wins this month. And uh, oh, I think that bet's I completely think we're, I think we're the... bypassing the, the payoff. I think it's. <laughs> They were so bad. I don't think we can pay off oh, yeah. anything. No. And what? Like we have to at least win to have any time. <laughs> like they would have had to get four wins. But Dirk is at twenty-five minutes exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh! And we've decided that you're getting at twenty-five. Is that ca- is that counting? Oh no, that's not counting tonight. So I'm winning. Oh, what did he get? What did he get tonight? Twenty-eight. Dang. So and that's the second night of back to back too. So. That's a, that's impressive for uh, for Dirk right now. Can you guess who the one two who the fourth leading scorer on the team is right now? Through four uh, through four games, All not right, including so I'm, tonight. I'm, I'm actually not looking at it, so I'm gonna guess like Harrison Barnes is one. Correct. I think Wes is probably two. Or Dennis. Mm, not correct. Dennis is at number two at fifteen. Wes but is three. De- Dennis only played three games. Yeah. <clears throat> Wes, is, Wes is not three. No. Is Dirk three? No, no. JJ is three. No. JJ is three. Number four is. Is Wes. Yogi Ferrell. Dang. At 13 points. Wow. I just gave too much credit to Wes. But he's had three, like, awesome games. His first two games. Yeah, well, that's not including tonight either. So, I mean, oh, with okay. this amount of. Yeah, with this amount of games so far. Uh, Finney Smith didn't get any minutes tonight. No. Nope. Kind of surprised me. So yeah, that's kind of tough. We'll see, man. So Saturday's, you know, Saturday's going to come quick and just off the top of our heads, looking at some matchups. Does West take Ben Simmons? Gosh, that's tough. No, you'd have to put Harrison on him, right? I don't know. I think I'd almost put West on him. Put, put HB on. Well, that's true. You're not, it's not like you're contesting shots with him. Is Embiid, Embiid start? Yeah, it does Embiid start. Well, I don't know if he's playing, like if he comes off the bench and plays ten minutes or no. Embiid starts. Know. Embiid is the process. Embiid is the team. He is. So he are is we gonna everything. see? Are we gonna see Dirk on Embiid? Yikes! Probably Noel. That'd be my guess. He's. Who are they gonna put Dirk on? Uh, Who starts at the four for them? Roko. 
they no they they do the uh they do that whole you know ben simmons is technically the four but he plays point guard for them then they do uh, Robert covington at the three reddick and uh and bayless i think is what they've been doing since markel isn't starting what about tj mcconnell poor tj man that dude balled out last year well either way dennis will take the point guard reddick will be guarded by a yogi and then and so then pretty much you're saying dirk are you gonna guard um oh, yeah. if you're going with yogi in the starting lineup that's different then oh yeah okay i so yeah never mind i guess you would put nerland's in the starting lineup let nerland's go oh god i don't even know dude. joel would i mean well who are you gonna put dirk on covington <laughs> I guess you have to really You'd hide I mean, him on faults if he was playing. But. <laughs> what a disaster, man! Is it a disaster? I, I think it can still be. I mean, the Seventy Sixers have made this way worse than it needed to be. I mean, the, the kid was injured. Oh yeah, the kid was <laughs> injured, and you know, it's this has been said a thousand times. But the, you know, the uh, like the Sixers are 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 known for sitting guys. I mean, the Mavericks have one that. You know, could have played during the end of the season, and they just sat him out for the whole year. Then they obviously have Joel Embiid that didn't play for two years, and then you know Ben Simmons sat out. He totally could have played last year. So you know they're famous for this, and then they you know go ahead and play Fultz, and then they're like, well, you know he wanted to play through it and all this stuff, and like man, like it's a shoulder. That's that's tough in basketball, man. Like they're, they're and your number you one pick that you yeah. gave up a lot for. Like I mean, two huge picks. Like set him out. Like it's not like you're competing for a title, but uh, no man, super weird situation. But I was kind of wanting to see Fultz, but looks like he's gonna be out. So yeah, it'll be cool. That sucks. We get to see Embiid uh, and Ben Simmons in Dallas. So the five guys that have started every game for them: Simmons, Reddick, Bayless, Covington. Uh, Embiid has started all the games he's played, but he missed one game because of of rest and stuff. Okay, so yeah, so they'll probably leave Nerlens in there. Let Nerlens guard Embiid. This is this would be my guess. They'll put Dirk, Dirk on, on Coving- Ben Simmons. <laughs> put Dirk on uh, on Covington, and Ugh, Covington's <laughs> gonna eat his lunch, man. Well, who else would they put him on? Bayless. You can put him on Bayless. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Or Redick. I mean. <laughs> well, yeah. If Ben Simmons run the point, you could put him on Bayless. Yeah, because is he just going to be a, you know, a decoy or what? Because, like, I mean, we've seen him guard Cephalosha. We obviously so we have know. not watched a ton of Sixers basketball. so <laughs> No, but uh, it'll be fun to watch either way. Um, even if you're, I mean, just the fact of seeing Ben Simmons and Embiid. You know, Embiid, neither one of them played in Dallas last year. So be exciting to see uh, see both of those guys in person. But. I'm excited. I'm excited also to see Jaleel Okafor. And Justin Anderson back. Oh my gosh, Simba! I forgot all about Simba. Simba's back. We also get some Stauskas. 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 Oh, Super Dario. I'm excited. Weird Johnson. All right, guys. Excited to see the Sixers uh, come to town on Saturday. the uh, The game tonight was not a complete disaster, guys. Don't think about it that way. It was no. awesome. It was great to see them come back. It was good to see Dennis take the last shot, even though it was a bad decision, in my opinion. Uh, it was good to see him get that opportunity. So, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Uh, we really appreciate it, and uh, continue to subscribe and listen to us. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>